We're at a restoration kitchen in the Lindenhurst. Welcome to the 495 Podcast. This is uh, your host, uh, Michael White, and co-host... I guess we're both co-hosts. I'm not trying to bigfoot you. Uh, Nick Esposito. We're here in Lindenhurst. Beautiful Lindenhurst. Up-and-coming Lindenhurst. This, is, this place is about to pop. Everyone knows it. Everyone can, You could feel it just from being down here and meeting everyone involved. Uh, Billy Miller, owner of Restoration Kitchen. You guys opened earlier this year? Uh, well, well late last year. Last year. Late last 28th year. of last year. And um, Oh, yeah, that's true. It's 2019 yeah. now. And it's a new year. It's a new year. New us. And... Uh, and it's a non-profit restaurant. Yes. We'll get more into that. Yeah, definitely. It's a bit of a punchline because other restaurants is like, we don't make profits. Uh-huh. What is it? <laughs> We're all non-profit. <laughs> uh, and then uh, RJ Renner, uh, Village Trustee, uh, Bid Board Member, Chamber of Commerce Vice President. Yep. All right. Any more titles? Uh, no, we're leaving a couple things out, uh, but he's got most of the He's got a nine-page <laughs> resume, this guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah so uh, we're really excited to be here. This place is so cool and homey and beautiful. Thanks, and yes. and uh, yeah, I yeah. Think, I think one of the best things about it is we decided that we wanted to expand our Babylon website's coverage to the Lindenhurst area. And us, uh, you know, Mike lived in West Babylon. I'm from Centery, so I didn't really know much about this area at all. And he's like, you know, let's let's check out this this area. I heard there's a lot of rumblings that there's good things going on here. One of the first places we stopped when we decided to expand our coverage was here. We were amazed by how amazing this place is, your guys' story. The community, you know, once you, you recommended us to go visit the other restaurants and businesses around the brewery. town. Yeah, we went to the brewery, went to the meadery. It was just amazing. You know, we wanted to thank you first and foremost for, you know, accepting us into the community. Because, you know, we're a new new news organization. You know, everything's been great so far. Well, that's kind of the best part about Linden Earth. And Audrey will definitely back me up on this. But the fact that you put one thing out there, one thing good, and the whole entire village uh, comes together and spreads the word like wildfire. And, you know, yeah, you can attest to all that. Hundred uh, percent. We have a history of that here. It's a great community. You know, we've withstood a couple of really crazy tests, and Sandy being probably one of the hardest. Um, but it provided a great opportunity. Lindenhurst came together and uh, started Camp Bulldog. Neighbors came together, had food lined up hours after the storm, had supplies, and that just grew and it continued to grow. And that support system is what this community is about. And Billy here, uh, doing a non-for-profit restaurant, couldn't characterize Lindenhurst in a better way. Everything we're about, it's about giving back, it's about supporting each other. And that's the greatest part about having him here is that he just fits right in. Uh, He doesn't live in the village, he's just outside of it, but- Uh, uh, For now. For now, he wants us to expand it, but uh, we are happy to have him. So you live in Lindenhurst? I do, yeah. And you grew up in West Babylon, right? I grew up in West Babylon, yeah. Sweet. My mother grew up in North Lindenhurst. Um, I grew up just literally on the other side of the border of West Babylon and Lindenhurst. You know, spent my childhood days walking to the movie theater and Werner's Bowl and you know, so all you, the old that neighborhood right places. behind the wholesale liquidators what's that were you like behind wholesale yep, liquidators exactly. gotcha yeah um, so, not, not only Sandy but um, Lindenhurst uh, lost more people in 9-11 than any any hamlet or village in Suffolk County as well right yeah I mean we continue to memorialize those people every year our yeah. 9-11 ceremony although other towns probably have seen their shrink ours has actually continued to grow yeah. uh, over 100 people this year at our ceremony just remembering um, we all came together at Fireman's Park and uh, we have a beautiful memorial which uh, you know remembers those people and uh Every house probably had an American flag the day after 9-11, and yeah. you could still see many of them still flying because, you know, we do. We are a very patriotic and community here, and we support our troops, and we support our firemen and, and EMTs and our people that serve this country, yeah. so 100%. 
So I remember talking to you guys before, and uh, you guys kind of said Lindenhurst was the Babylon before Babylon. What did you guys mean by that? I'm going to let you take this one, Billy. <laughs> Good. Uh, no, Lindenhurst, Lindenhurst was that town. Lindenhurst was that village, that a village of um, a lot of things always happening, a lot of people always coming to... Lindenhurst. Um, you know, now it's, it's kind of expanded a little bit east uh, towards Babylon, and Babylon does a great job with it, and they handle it very well. But Lindenhurst was that beforehand. And that it, you know, town, that it went, downtown, right? What's that? It was that it town. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And it kind of uh, took a hit. Um, you know, I think like every rising village, it takes a hit, but then it comes back, and it comes back yeah. stronger and better than ever. And I think... I mean, I know that this is, you know, this is the, the start of the comeback tour of Lindenhurst and what it is. And, and can we start, you know, you know, why did you decide that you wanted to open up a restaurant in Lindenhurst? I mean, cause just because you saw that this place was on a rise or like, did you notice that while you were here? No, uh, honestly, uh, Lindenhurst, like I said before, it's been near and dear to my heart. I, I grew up in West Babylon, but my mother grew up in North Lindenhurst. I grew up on the other side of the border. It was... Uh, you know, I, I rode my bike through the village as a kid. I went swimming lessons up in North Lindenhurst. And when I was looking for places, the first place I would always look is Lindenhurst and see what was vacant. And then when this place did come on the market as a vacancy, I jumped right on it because that was the place I wanted to be. I looked at other villages and other towns. Um, but, you know, my first reaction was always it, every single morning it was you wake up and you see what opens up in Lindenhurst and if there is yeah. something. And then when this place opened, I came in here and it was perfect. It was exactly what we wanted. Nice, small, quaint little area um, in in a village that I believed in. And when I first started, I didn't know what was going on. I heard rumblings and rumors and, you know, this might be coming and apartments here and apartments there. But nothing was in stone. And I... That wasn't the reason I picked this place. I wasn't picking the place because there's going to be a big apartment unit there or there's going to be a rising place in, in the village and the revitalization. I picked the place because I believed in Lindenhurst and what it was. You mentioned it before, too. Um, it's a not-for-profit restaurant. Yeah. We obviously wrote about it, you, but people that may have listened may have not have read the article. So explain that whole business model of yeah. being a not-for-profit restaurant. Yeah, I mean, growing all my life, I've been doing, I've done a lot of things. I was, you know, I was a teacher, I was a guidance counselor, I, uh, I worked in not-for-profits, I... You know, and I've always been in this industry, whether it was when I was a teacher, I did it in the summers and at nights, or whether I, when I worked in not-for-profits, I did it weekends and nights. It was always in my blood. Um, I've, I've done every bit and piece of this industry. So I got to kind of combine, you know, not, not many people can go to work every day and say, I get to combine what I know so well with what I'm so passionate about and go to work every single day drive a minute and a half which is kind of nice too um, but go to work every day being able to do both of those in the same building so RJ you gotta, you gotta get an apartment upstairs so you can just walk, yeah. walk uh, right down the stairs my wife cut that commute that. down <laughs> so RJ when you heard about you know, the idea of a non-for-profit restaurant coming to Lindenhurst what did you think about that you know, you uh, be when you start yeah. talking about those things, I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work, but yeah. let's get him in and let's get him going. Yeah. What does he need? You know, I think that's uh, everyone's reaction. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I came here uh, kind of before Billy had started doing too much work, and I was kind of like, I don't know if this guy knows what he's getting himself <laughs> into. Um, that was my immediate thing. Um, but Jason Katakis, who's the head of our bid board, uh, you know, kind of helped get uh, Billy in here. And he was like, I'm telling you, this guy's going to do good. He's a great guy. He's a Lindenhurst guy. He's one of us. And he's going to do well. And, uh, you know, you got to trust the people you work with. And we do a lot, of, a lot of good work with Jason. So that was it. I was like, all right, well, let's get him his permits. Let's get him through. What can we, what can we do here, you know? It was no. pretty much one of those, if he fails, it's your fault, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, um, every every three months, you every tally four months. Up, every four months. Yep. So um, get it right, Mike. Yeah. So three times a year. So yes. I'm good at math. Too. Um, you tally up your uh, your net profits, yep. and then you donate them to uh, to one of two charities. Yeah. Well, that's both designated charities. for that. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Both yep. charities. So every so four months, we take works. two charities. We yeah. put them up on our wall. And the idea, um, the idea is, as much as it's the funds that go back, it's every single person that walks in here. You know, people live life with blinders on a lot, and it's. You know, people have to go out to eat and have to go out. Not have to, but always do and always no, find themselves going that we way. we have to. Yeah. Um, but to be able to put something in front of them where it's the awareness of what these charities and foundations and organizations do on a daily basis and who they help and why they help. So it's, you know, it's one of two things. It's, it's the awareness that really goes out to help these local charities because it's always a small local charity that we try and help. And then on top of that, yeah, every four months we take our net profits and everyone that comes in to eat, you get a little token and you get to pick one of the charities. Again, we have... We have um, literature written about each charity or foundation at each table. And I, I tell everyone, I said, take a glimpse through it, read through it, know what they do, know why they do it. You can make an educated decision after your meal as well onto which charity to put your token in. And after four months, we add it up, we turn it into a percentage, and we take our net profits and we give back to A and B according to percentage that everyone that in here that comes in here. Point, they're local charities. Yes, everyone's they're like always connected. Local yeah. What are the two charities right now that, you, that let's give a plug for them? So the first two charities that we had were uh, the Suffolk County United Veterans, which deals with the mental health and awareness of vets here in Suffolk County. Mm. And then the other one we have is the Christina Renner Foundation, which deals a lot with um, the developing and, and um, developing a cure for childhood cancer. Um, so that was our, our first two. The second two that we have were, are the, uh, the Beat Lives On, which is one that deals with addiction. Addiction, you know, on Unfortunately, it's an issue in our society, and it's a rising issue. So this is one that helps. Uh, Miss Joy Newman was a woman. She lost her son to addiction. She never wants to see a man or a woman or a family go through what she went through. And the other one that we have is the um, Babylon Breast Cancer Coalition, which is located here in Lindenhurst, which helps a lot of men and women suffering from um, breast cancer that you know that, that need that that extra little help at home and that need that extra help, you know, with uh, with treatments. And, and finances and you know the little things like cleaning the house or yeah, that going grocery shopping and things like that uh, yeah child care grocery shopping yeah. you know money for wits forget about yeah. everyday life yeah. awesome so did you make the announcement yet about the first two charities and we have not yeah. uh, we were ready to but we were uh, persuaded to do it at a later date okay. so next Wednesday the Suffolk County United Veterans are coming in, which I was going to tell you about. The, uh, they're coming in with a couple of veterans, and they want to do a big oh, nice. check presentation. Oh, me, I was ready to just put it in the mail and send sure, it, but yeah, I was advised yeah. no, you not you got to make a big deal out of um, it. And then the Christina, Renner, yeah. <laughs> the Christina Renner Foundation, they're having a big gala as of Saturday, Monday. Saturday evening. So um, they insisted that I present it there. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So nice. Talking about Linden, Earth, and Hole, I just, and I was curious before, Mike made this comment. I don't know. Does this offend you guys? Like, uh, Lindenhurst could be like a mini patch hog one day. Being two Lindenhurst guys, you know, in an up-and-coming, thriving area. Like, what, you know, what, what did that comment mean to you guys? Yeah, so uh, I get I get that a lot, and people yeah. always like, uh, you know, uh, you guys want to be like patch hog and like Babylon. I tell everybody, you know, we're we're different, and um, we're different for a lot of different reasons. Um, 
I, I feel like our community is a little bit more compact. It's, uh, you know, just a different layout, a different setup. Um, but I think anybody that wants to improve themselves, and as a community, we want to improve ourselves, and we're comparing ourselves to things that are successful and things that are doing well. I mean, we're aspiring to be downtowns that are talked about, downtowns that are visited, downtowns we all frequent. You know, I'm 27 years old. I got a history to going to RVC and hitting a BAB and, and going to Bayshore. And, and, and now Farmingdale. I mean, and going to these places because they're attractive, because they drive you there with the nightlife and the excitement that goes on in the community and the investment that the, the villages and the chambers of commerce make in providing events and keeping things exciting. So it doesn't offend me, but everybody that says you want to be like Babylon and Patrick, I say, no, we're different. Yeah. And we are different because everybody's unique in their own way. You know, and you mentioned, I'm sorry. Though. No, no, <laughs> and I, I was just going to say we got Billy. So we're very, <laughs> that's right. You know? Uh, you, you had mentioned the nightlife, and this is something when I was editor of the Riverhead News Review, I used to speak about in columns because um, I felt like people in, in that area were failing to recognize the importance of nightlife. Uh, you know, when Bayshore was down in the dumps, you know, people at my age at the time, in the early 20s, were still willing to go there because it was Nutty Irishman, you know. So, growing up, we were very familiar with downtown Bayshore, even though I lived in Comac, because everybody went to the Nutty Irishman, you know. And uh, that was one of the big things that drew people down there and, you know, helped revitalize that whole area. You know, the Bolton Center obviously played a huge role, but, you know, it's funny to say, but so did the Nutty Irishman. Yeah. And, uh... And, you know, in Patchog, they attribute a lot of their, um, you know, first wave of revitalization to the Patchog Theater being reopened. And then from there, you had the Brickhouse Brewery and had a little nightlife. And then you had a barbecue and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, is there anything in Lindenhurst that you guys point to that sort of got the ball rolling here? Anything in particular or just kind of like over time things have started to shape up? So uh, I'm, I'm going to take this one if you don't mind. Please. Um, so I think the biggest thing that had to happen was we had to get control of the conversation on Lindenhurst. We had to change what people were saying about Lindenhurst, that it wasn't a business-friendly environment. So, and that we wanted to change. We wanted to revitalize. We wanted to bring new businesses in and we wanted to make things work. You know, and, and I think initially we had thought uh, the bank was going to be the cornerstone. Uh, the old bank on Wellwood Avenue uh, that Connor and, and uh, Robert Stapleton were going to build out a restaurant um, and they still are going to be doing that. We had originally thought that was going to be the cornerstone. And then places like Sidelines came in and, and then a couple other new businesses popped into the area like the Color Palette and Bizu. Um, and then all of a sudden Billy just popped up. And Billy popped up on the scene and... All of a sudden, this conversation about the bank being the cornerstone kind of like took a backseat because they were just still trying to work out some loans and, and, and stuff like that. And we had a, a preconceived like uh, theory about what the cornerstone was sure. and this grandeur thing when really the cornerstone was Billy's investment here and what he did. And I mean, for the first time ever, we had a night like I walked from a restaurant, the Village Lantern to WA Meadworks to Restoration Kitchen. I've never bar hopped in Lindenhurst in my life, and yeah. I was able to bar hop on, on a Friday night because of Billy's Place and WA Meadworks. So, yeah, if, if we talk about a cornerstone, if we talk about a catalyst, if we talk about the boom, when I am talking to new businesses, I tell them to come here. And I meet with them here because I want them to meet Billy. I want them to understand what we could do, and I want them to know that we're going to go through whatever we have to do to get them to open up and that 
Billy's non-for-profit restaurant that he's not here to really, you know, become a billionaire on. He's here to give back to the community. Is not only making it, it's it's beating everything. It's it's doing phenomenal. I you know I keep killing him. Expand, expand, expand. You know, and uh, I think he has plans to add a deck outside, and, and that's going to be great in the summer yeah. when you hop off the train. Billy, is this the first time you're hearing these kind words? Uh, and how's in it, that, yeah. yeah. At that, yeah. How does that make you uh, feel? It's humbling. Yeah. You know. Um, you take everything you got, you put it in something, and you hope that someone cares. And when people do, and they appreciate it, it kind of uh, it goes a long way, which is exciting. But, you know, walking into this village, yeah, you know how many people told me, oh, Lindenhurst, they're not business friendly. They're not going to do anything for you. It's going to be hard. They're going to be difficult. Uh, they're not going to let you do this. They're not going to let you do that. That was the old persona of what Lindenhurst was. And when I came in and I walked into the village hall and met with these guys and uh, and everyone else in the village, it was the most hospitable environment I've ever seen. I mean, I didn't mind walking in the village hall to hand in money and and right. you know dues and fees and yeah, you felt like you're making plans. Investing. Yeah, it was like Investment. you know what, this is it's actually pleasurable. Yeah, you never awesome. you would never think that. I have to say that's a similar phenomenon in Patrick as well. You know, first time I covered a Patrick Village Hall meeting, after years of covering you know whether it's city council district or. Uh, you know, town halls. I felt like, wow, everyone in this room is on the same page. Like, this is wild. You know, usually it's egos and people trying to grandstand and, and show each other up. Politics. Yeah, and it just felt like, wow, everyone in this room is on the same page. When you go to a, a Patchogue Village planning meeting, and I can't speak to Linhurst because I haven't covered the village um, in Village Hall, they'll approve projects and everyone's applauding afterward. And it was just like, wow. And when they had this big uh, economic study about uh, Patrick over the past 10 years and how much money came in, one of the first things that the, the economists, uh, the researchers pointed to was, um, was uh, a group of business and government officials who were all on the same page and all working toward a mutual goal. And that's what it sounds like is happening here as well. Yeah, and one of the big things just to add on, because I was at that meeting, was uh, you know the development and getting more feet on the ground, and, and uh, that helped out a lot in Patchogue when TriTech came in and built new village, those beautiful apartments, and that's kind of the same formula yeah, here. You guys they're, have a TriTech. Yeah, the, you know, the TriTech coming, coming in soon. It's going to be a big help to this neighborhood. Could you tell us about the TriTech project and what you think that yeah. might mean to the area? I definitely think uh, the village is very excited for it, and um, I think that. Um, not everybody always wants the same thing, you sure. know? Nightlife in the village might scare some people. Uh, having a, a four-story building across from our train station might scare some people. Um, because it's change. Mm-hmm. It's different. And that scares people. But, you know, we have to be smart. And we met with the people from Pacho. We met with uh, the uh, head of the bid in Pacho. We met with Paul Pontieri. And we sat down with those people, and the first thing that they said was the number one thing you have to do is you have to get the Chamber of Commerce, the bid, and the village all on the same page. And that's the first step we took. And it's been hugely beneficial. I mean, it's getting Jason Katakis and and Joanne Betcher and myself and and Village Hall all together. You know, it it brings support together. We're all fighting for the same thing. And and all of those groups supported the Tri-Tech Project. And I can tell you the Village Board supports the Tri-Tech Project. We ran on it, you know. Our election in 2018 was a referendum on this, on, on doing TriTech, and we won hands down against opposition. So, yeah, I'm excited. We're excited. Shovels haven't even hit the ground, and we can't stop businesses from calling from opening up here. Wow. We're running out of places, and people laugh when we say that, but I, I could look at every store and say that there's, there could be a name on it, you know, or there's three people that are looking at it or fighting for it. Awesome. And that's a beautiful thing, you know. It really, it's all culminating right now, and... You know, just to, you know, punch Billy here in the gut a little, it started with Bill, you know. <laughs> Billy opened up first, 
And I gotta tell you, Billy's the closest thing to Tri-Tech. While they're making their way to our downtown, they're gonna stop here. When people get off the train, they're gonna stop here. Right. So uh, excited for Billy and, and the great things that are ahead with the project. And, and certainly that happened to Patrick too when they were proposing the new village project. Uh, you know, it became a you know that election became contentious and contentious, and it became a referendum on basically that project. And the voters spoke. And when you look at it now, it's it's beautiful. It's and uh, it, one of the keys to their success. Yeah, it's absolutely one of the keys to their success there. Could you talk about some of the other projects that are? Yeah, let's up? list stuff. Could we list stuff like for some, our some of the stuff that what's you know, open recently <laughs> and what's some coming? Some of the stuff the that we may have wrote about already. Okay, so uh, let's start um, on uh, Wellwood Avenue. Yeah, we'll start on the south side of Wellwood Avenue. We'll make our way up. Um, the old bank, I was just talking to Connor just yesterday. Um, they're getting back on board to uh, get going. Um, they intend to do a build-out, and um, hopefully they'll be up and running soon. I mean, imagine they're going to seat over 100 and something people. They have a, a main floor and upstairs. They're going to have a back vault where people could sit down in, and nice. um, it's going to be huge. What's the concept, the food concept? Is it going to um, be like a teller's? No, I would say the the concept is more in line with probably like the post office. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, it's like a, a supposed to be pub. a family environment too. You know, you could go to the post office with your family and and have a good time. It's you know you don't have to be in a suit. You could be in jeans. It's for the working man. And you know, Leonard is a blue collar town, and, and we're proud of that. You know, everybody here works really hard. And um, you know, after you keep going down the street from. Um, from Connor's place across the street, we have Top Bun. It was the old Top Bun. It was a burger joint. That's going to be turned into Hermanas, and they're going to do empanadas, taquitos, and and cocktails. Um, you know, every awesome. every village needs a Mexican place. You know, whether you're in Swell Taco and Patchogue, you're in Del Fuego and St. James and Patchogue and Babylon, wherever they are, they're everywhere. I feel like <laughs> uh, you need a Mexican place. Um, you keep going a little bit more north. Um, we had WA Meadworks come on, so you know about them. They're here. Um, we had uh, the Color Pal come in. They, were, they do paint classes oh, cool. um, for kids and adults. Um, we're so doing a lot of collaboration with WA Meadworks, which is fantastic. Yeah, and, and also with Sidelines, which is a yes. sports bar that opened up there. We have a Soul Bowl place coming in there mm -hmm. on right by uh, the Color Palette. Um, then if you keep going a little bit north, obviously we said WA Meadworks in that parking lot. Elite Dance, they were a dance studio. They just opened up Elite Fit, which is a, a fitness studio uh, now right next to uh, WA Meadworks. Um, there was a Quiznos, then it was an Angelo's Pizza, and uh, that be, that's going to soon to be uh, become Bakudo, and that will be a sake, uh, steam bun noodle place. Uh, the people from, as you know, Bayshore, from Verde are, are yeah, uh, going to be doing that. Yeah, Zach. Great job. So that's going to be insane. I mean, the renderings on that place, if they don't excite you and they don't make you feel like something's going on here, you don't have a pulse. Yeah. You really don't, you know? Um, let's not stop there. We could keep going. Yeah, the, let's keep going. We got the, the brewery right there. 27A, yep. You know, it's like you looked at the map before you came here. You know it's coming. 27A Brewery. We are bringing brewing back to Lindenhurst. Yeah. Lindenhurst started brewing. You know, I, I mean, I say it started brewing, but we had one of the only breweries on Long Island for the longest time, and it was in the Viking building over on Montauk Highway, it's Linden Brewery. Um, we, we, we went through Prohibition. We went through a lot of different things, and, and unfortunately it closed down, but we're bringing brewing back to Lindenhurst with 27A. Two Lindenhurst graduates. I mean, kids I went to school with are opening up a brewery. They're a couple. They're amazing people, Melissa and Ryan Cook. They're, they're going to do great things here. A small place, and that's okay. Um, they want it to be friendly, and they want you to feel like your family when you go there. Yeah. Next, and I'm almost done, I promise, but I'm really not, is uh, the coffee shop. 
We have a coffee shop, Muni's Coffee Shop. Uh, Lindenhurst people again, uh, opening up a coffee shop. Um, it's going to be really, really good. Um, we're in conversations also, and these things are unofficial with potentially another brewery, um, with a burrito guy, Italian place, an Irish place. Um, also in conversations with a wine bar. Um, and uh, a pretzel place, another donut, a donut place where everybody knows how we all love donuts. Uh, yeah. Donut place. That's so nice. uh, there's That's a awesome. lot. So you know so, you've arrived when the donut place shows yeah. up in town. <laughs> so was it was it a type of thing where um, you know at what point did all these places start coming to you? What was that timeline? So well, why uh, don't you go back to like a year and a half ago when he was almost cold calling places saying, "Hey, how do you guys feel about Lindenhurst?" And then all of a sudden now he's got pile of business cards, I'm sure, in his back pocket, everybody trying to get into Lindenhurst. What do they say? You uh, you miss all the shots you don't take, right? So yeah. You were there taking shots. So you know what's funny is, we, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. We went to Patchogue. We went to Bayshore. We went to Babylon. We went around town. We went to Massapequa. Went to Farmingdale. We met with people. Hey, listen, Lindenhurst, it's coming around. Letting you know now. You know. Here you, you go. You want it early? Here's your That's shot. That's it. Um... Listen, things don't always manifest overnight. And I think what was huge, and I'm not just saying this because he's here, <laughs> is was really Billy's thing. Billy opened up this place. It was big because it got airtime, real airtime. It got Newsday. It got Fox News. I mean, multiple write-ups of Newsday. Yeah. I mean, the Chamber of Commerce pushed Billy's uh, page. We were on ABC, too, right? Fox 5. Fox 5. Yeah. Yep. You know, so... Um, Greater Babylon. Uh, Greater Babylon too. Yeah. yeah, I would say. What would you say? Probably like about a year ago, it all started drumming up, and Jason Katakis has been uh, the lead on a lot of that stuff, bringing these people in. Yeah, we um, haven't met Jason yet, but uh, we've been we've been told we need to yeah. ASAP. You yeah. got to. Yeah. One of the cool things we did too, which was really positive, was uh, we did a Proud Town video that was uh, a good with one. Greg, and Greg uh, did a nice video. I think I was mentioning it to you. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yep. Uh, it was a little bit long. It was 13 minutes. It was only supposed to be two minutes. <laughs> but once you got going, it's talking like about a Ken all Burns documentary. Yeah. <laughs> 2019, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a little longer than we thought. Um, but all of a sudden, people started to wake up and realize there's a lot of great things going on here. Even people that have lived here forever got to see this video and say, wow, forgot that that was there, or, oh, I remember doing that. And yeah, nice. It was just uh, it was, it was eye-awakening for a lot of people, I think. And there's great history here, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Babe Ruth came to play, play ball here. Um, he used to come here a lot, played against Lindenhurst Didn't he sit locals. in that seat right there and have no. a drink? <laughs> he says that every time because he wants people to Yeah, to just come start. Yeah. Keep saying it. Yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll catch on eventually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? But I do. I send everybody to Billy. So everybody I talk to talks to Billy probably, you know? Right, Bill? Yeah, we were they sent might. to Billy. They might. We were sent to Billy. I talked to a lot of yeah, people. we were sent to Billy. Those yeah. were the first places we were sent to. <laughs> I talk to a lot of people. I don't know who they are most of the time. I just... Well, I got to write this guy a check, let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> for marketing our village. Uh, so, awesome. so, so, yeah, so let's go back to the, the question I asked you. So when was that timeline? When, when, when did all these business, like, you know, you went and you cold, then knocked on all these doors a year ago. So about a year right. ago, you know, you just started getting like it's a quick flood. turnaround. Yeah. So yeah. a flood of phone calls and emails and inquiries. Yeah, a year ago it started getting really heavy, and uh, it's still heavy, you know? Um, I think once we break ground over TriTech, it's going to get even heavier. You know, we, we talk about Which our business scary. district and expanding it, you know, and making it bigger because we want to accommodate more sure. businesses. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're, you're going to yeah. run out of space. You, you also either go up or go out. Exactly. And yeah. what's great about this is, like, there's a lot of stores that probably could use a little bit of a reno. And new businesses coming in is a great opportunity for that. It improves the value of the properties. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want to talk about the tax base going up on that on that level because <laughs> you're 
those you know, people feel more comfortable investing in their in their their storefronts when yeah. they when they see other people they see other influx of money coming in left yep. and right. Yeah, yeah. and it, and of course, I mean, listen, I'll be really frank with you guys. I'm, I'm ready to buy a house. Me and my wife, we've been married since August 30th. Billy had to open up two days before I got married, sure. and I had to come here. My wife is going to kill me. Uh-huh. But um, you know, we we live in an apartment right now, and we're getting ready to buy a house. And I keep telling him, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to make this place good for us. Like, I'm, we're going to raise nice. our kids here. Yeah, yeah. We're going to stay here forever. We're never leaving Linderhurst. I already bought my cemetery plot. I'm staying here for life. <laughs> for life. You know, right. so I, I think making all these businesses happen and going, I mean, I spend probably 30 hours a week on village stuff, yes. you know, for a $8,500 paycheck I get a year. Yeah. And every minute of it's worth it because I'm investing in, in my future and everybody in our community's future. And, and, and as far as, you know, you being so involved in the community, have you talked to a lot of residents? What are, what are you know, some homeowners? What do they say about some of the development that's gone on there? You say homeowners? Homeowners. Homeowners. <laughs> homeowners. Uh, <laughs> what do they say? So it, it's kind of tough. There are some real SOBs like out people, there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They really are. Let's <laughs> yeah, not kid yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm not even going to be really frank about it. You know, we talk about kids in, in elementary school and how back in the day before social media, bullying never followed them home. You know, it was on the way home maybe, but once they got in the house, they were safe. And now because the, uh, you know, the advent of social media, it's 24-7, you're constantly getting bullied. That's what public office is like. Yeah. And, um, you know, you promote something great like knocking down a half burnt down house that sat for seven years and two homes that had illegal activity going on and ambulance calls every week that we bought and we knocked down and we put a parking lot for businesses because parking was in such need here and people are mad about it and you're like what are you serious everybody was like one of one of these burnt down houses gonna go and then you you do it and people attack you for it so I, I you know and Billy sees a lot of it I'm sure you know it's tough I don't envy your job Man. Yeah, <laughs> not I all. wouldn't do it. No, yeah, but people are happy because yeah. people know progress is happening, yeah. and I think uh, you know I run into a lot of people here, but they they like keep going. Don't let the naysayers control yeah. the conversation. Let let us, the people, the future of this village, control the conversation and, and push us forward in the direction we need to be heading. That's something Pontieri says all the time. Not to bring it keep keep yeah. bringing it back to that, but you know that's where I started this business and got to know all those people and watched this watch this resurgence work and that seems to be what a, a lot of successful politicians will tell you you're going to hear this this stuff but you got to just move forward whatever your vision is because what else are you doing there it hurts though yeah I'm, I, I, I kid you not yeah. i mean people say things all the time you know you're corrupt you're this you're that you know um yeah. and it hurts i have a family you yeah. know um, i have a mother i have a father i have a beautiful wife and you know one day i'll have kids and you know, to think that people think it's okay to say those things because they're on social media is not right. And I'll go back at them and I'll tell them, no, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's not it. That's not the case. And, you know, I think I even get flack for promoting Billy. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, amazing. it's crazy. People are beating you up because you're promoting a local business. You know, but that exists in this world and you have to be prepared for that and you have to combat it. One thing we didn't, when we launched our websites, one thing we didn't do was allow uh, anonymous commenting at the bottom of the uh, news. They eventually took it away. Way too. I mean, you'd read a Newsday story, and then there'd be 500 comments, one more disgusting after the next, and that's something we wanted no part of. So at least now, if people are commenting on Facebook, at least they're showing their faces. You know, things got pretty nasty. It's easy to say those things behind a keyboard. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I've seen it many times where people have 
went at him on the social media pages. And then he said, well, listen, why don't we get down and sit down and have a drink or a cup of coffee and let's talk about it. And that's when everyone gets quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they don't want any yeah. part of that. Radio silence. <laughs> yeah. Now, tell us about, uh, to the uninitiated, to the listener, um, tell us about the uh, TriTech project here and, and, and what, what is exactly is happening. And where? Yeah, so um, TriTech has uh, taken over uh, just under a seven-acre piece of property, and um, it was former, uh, formerly Vulcanite. It was a button factory. It was uh, Lakeville Kitchens most recently. It's the did, oldest building in the village. It's one did, of did these. Did you guys yeah. approach them, or did they approach you? How did that go? They, uh, they approached us years ago, mm-hmm. about three years ago, maybe four. Uh, it's been an ongoing thing. I, I kind of came onto the board after the project was very heavily introduced. Um, and uh, ultimately, they're going to create 260 units, um, 260 apartment units. They're not limited to seniors, um, but welcoming to seniors, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ironically, when this whole project came up, there were a lot of people saying, we don't want this. The community doesn't want this. I've actually had people come to Village Hall, request me and say, hey, um, I want to talk to you about the TriTech project. And I'm like, oh, no, this isn't going to be good. And I sit down with them. And they're like, I want to get into the apartments. Yeah. Put me on a list. Yeah, exactly. You know, because people love living in Lindenhurst. People love this community. They don't want to leave their friends, but they don't want to own a home anymore, you know? So they don't want to take care of things. They don't want to maintenance the yard. So they have an opportunity to, to get an apartment, to live here, have a community feel, and be two steps from the downtown. Yeah, and really the close train. to the water, too. Very yeah. close to the water. Yeah. So the project's going to introduce 260 apartments to the village, um, high-end luxury apartments, uh, with beautiful recreational space. One of the great components of this project that nobody ever talks about, and in fact people just brush right over, is the fact that there's a stream that runs right through Lakeville. And that stream is, right now, it's got concrete that, that borders it, and it's it's kind of, I don't want to use the word polluted, but it's polluted. Yeah. There's garbage in it, and you know that stream goes right into our Great South Bay. And the DEC has came in, and they've looked at, reviewed the plans, they've done a sequir study, um, and they've said, TriTech Project promises to clean up this stream by improving it, by removing the concrete, bringing it back to its natural state, and providing an amenity for the people that live there. There's going to be a beautiful bridge that crosses it. Wow. You know, so you know, now we're talking about cleaning up things that were damaged years ago and providing a beautiful amenity for people that are going to live there with barbecues and all these things. That It's going to be great. One thing know? TriTech does well is luxury apartments. I mean, every garden apartment thing you see on Long Island it all says luxury apartments but these are actually real luxury apartments class A living yeah um, and uh, that's on my bucket list live in a tri-tech building for at least a couple of years <laughs> and is there any proposed spots or businesses inside the tri-tech complex you know what's interesting is uh, when this whole thing initiated the conversation really was you know tri-tech didn't want to take away from the business owners or the property in the downtown they wanted to bring people to the downtown not pull them away from it so they proposed to not put any business component in the project and it was all going to be residential. So initially, um, I think people were like saying how the project couldn't succeed unless it had a business component. I, I don't think they're going to have a problem renting those and occupying those apartments. And I think it's very, um, very good of TriTech to look towards bringing people to our village and not pulling people away. So, so tri- what you're saying is TriTech elected not to have any sort of retail component, yep, 100%. right? 100%. Okay, Excellent. What's the... Uh, What's the timeline on that project getting getting going? And, and, uh, They're soon to take ownership up. of the property. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their process for develop, uh, getting get permits. IDA. They got their IDA benefits Yep, that's as well. all done. Yeah. Um, really what it boils down to now is is they have to do uh, take over ownership. Then they have to do uh, asbestos abatement, demo. We'll do a groundbreaking ceremony, and then it's a build-out. 
So two years down the road or so. Before we finish, I wanted to ask you guys both the same question. And you guys What's go. your favorite color? <laughs> Nick is very good at questioning. <laughs> what was your favorite article that you read that I wrote? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, what is your favorite part about Lindenhurst? What's we'll you, Billy? The people. Definitely the people, by far. Um, <clears throat> you know, you get to see a community come together in ways that you don't really get to, I mean, I go in West Babylon. Yeah, there's, West Babylon has that community, but there's never been a community like this, and I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you put one thing out there, and everyone, if it's willing to help somebody in the Lindenhurst Village, they're all about it. You they're put rally. one place in there, and if it's ready to help the Lindenhurst Village, everyone's there, and everyone's all about it. So definitely the people by far. Awesome. RJ? You know, uh, I don't want to sound... Uh, too corny or too agreeable with what Billy has to say, but it is the people. You know, uh, I, to be honest, I mean, I, my family's lived here my whole life. My, um, my mother and father grew up here. Um, my grandparents moved out here from Brooklyn, um, and they were always involved in the community. Um, and my family fell on hard times. I mean, I use hard times as a statement that, you know, my sister was diagnosed with cancer, and um, she passed away, unfortunately, from rhabdomyosarcoma. Um, but that whole process to before she passed away and then till after she passed away, there was so much support. I mean, people delivered meals to our house every night. Um, and then once she passed, we established a foundation. And within a day of her, after her funeral, we had raised $10,000 from, from the people in this community. I mean, within a day. It was the funeral, and, and we had $10,000, and we were putting it into a bank account. And, um, you know, we do research for rhabdomyosarcoma, sarcoma, and I say it all the time. We've, we've raised almost over half a million dollars by now uh, for that cause, and, and Billy's added to that, and the people in this community have, have as well. Um, and at the end, which is a rare cancer, it's got 400 people diagnosed a year, that's why it doesn't get much attention. Uh, we fund a research scientist who's developed some amazing research on rhabdo and has a lot, had a lot of advancements. And, you know, I always say that in the end, Lindenhurst will have had a hand in a cure. And, and, and that, that goes and that echoes throughout the world. And this community continues to touch people. And that's the greatest part, is, is we're always there for each other. And it is the people, you know, 100%. Thank you guys so much for you know, allowing us to come Thanks down to the Great Kitchen. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. The 495 Podcast, you're going to find us on Spotify, iTunes, and on uh, Podbean. Thanks, Thanks so much, guys. guys. This is awesome. Appreciate it. In my current state and in these days of war, we must grow together or the end is near. Ficking up your skin and loosen up your fears. I've been waiting, waiting, waiting through my limitations, choosing to move.